2: You're listening to Tom and Zeus on the shout it out
0: loudcast. One of them has a body built for sin, and the other has an appetite for passion. Stick around. You'll find out who. I'm Mitch LaFon from Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Kiss Tommy, Tom and Zeus, with another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast, episode 64, album review time, Hot in the Shade. Tommy, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm excited, baby.
3: Sweet spot episode right here for me, Hot in the Shade, baby.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, me, and you have been talking about this one for a while. It's quite polarizing, we know. But it's going to be a fun topic for us because we can make anything fun, just like the bonus episode you just heard on a fucking polarized album, right? That's right.
3: Two two episodes in one week of albums that are literally love hate.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And uh, you know we're surviving during this corona, uh, I don't know, pandemic, and um, trying to do new different things and uh, to keep ourselves entertained. What are you doing over there? What are you doing? Why don't you tell me a little bit something about yourself?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Uh it's funny because I like I, I, put, a, <laughs> I put a Sir, what are you I, doing over there? Sir, I sir, what are you doing?
2: I Sir.
3: What are you doing? I pickle. Sir. I pickle. sir. <laughs> I pickle they <laughs> 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 I tell, I tell you right now, it's a good thing that people are like stuck in their home with nothing to do because this is gonna be a long episode, so yeah. In, yeah. enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I'm doing oh, we better, yeah, we have to hurry
0: up and get to the point because we are meandering.
3: No, 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 too much jibba jabba. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that later. We'll talk, we'll let you know what that's all about. Oh
0: right. no, in the mouth, a little too much of the jibba jabba. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we're finding new ways to get entertained. And one of the good new ways out there, listening to podcasts, listen to our podcast. And uh, we had a quite a lot of listeners last week when we had our buddy Mitch LaFon on. And yep. uh, that was a lot of fun talking to Mitch. Uh, got some interesting tidbits. Uh, the biggest of which to, for me was the whole discussion we had about Bob Ezrin And it kind of opened my eyes about it. And we were talking about it on social media that, uh, That whole, you know, Bob bringing in started, though, bringing in the ghost writers and the ghost players on the albums and stuff. Not the ghost writers, but the ghost players on the albums. And uh, maybe if he didn't do that, maybe we wouldn't have these issues that we had in Kiss, right? Yeah, no, it
3: was interesting the way he talked about what happened, you know, with Destroyer and then like what happened with Elder and Revenge and then his comparisons with the other, talking about Pink Floyd and Alice Cooper and all that stuff. I mean, like he said, he he he. Mitch said it perfectly. He's like Bob Ezrin does does Bob Ezrin albums and has like bands perform. It's not like <laughs> Bob Ezrin. It's not like Bob Ezrin does a Kiss album. It's like Bob Ezrin does a Bob Ezrin album and lets Kiss play on it. Like you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I, I can't. Thought, I, I thought that was kind of uh, an interesting little analysis that Mitch had.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We also had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a an issue there, and I'm going to bring it up because I'm sure you don't want me to, but I'm going to bring it up, and that is that there was a little bit of a a little bit of a scuffle there about a whole little thing about with Eddie Trunk. Now we were about as polite, polite as as we ever have, have been about it, and our thing and what me and you I felt we talked about it with him um was the whole thing about you know the lip sync he get he talks about it and then he talks about the you know the tommy and peter not being uh tommy and uh excuse me eric replacing peter and ace and he harps on that and that he harps on all stuff and to his credit mitch says yeah he's got a thing against kiss just like i have a thing against nirvana they uh um, you know, they for some reason uh, is a little bit of a love hate thing there, and it, and it gets at me. I thought the discussion was pretty fair, so I don't know why or who started to put something out there like, "Oh, we were bashing him." Believe me, we've bashed him before in the past, and you know that was not bashing. Um, so I'm I'm disappointed that that's how he got phrased because it was a simple conversation about the, you know. What we think is his agenda Which is anti-kiss Versus us Supposedly having an agenda And of jealousy There's no such thing as jealousy Buddy you're like Eddie Trunk Slash Stewart Who has his show for many many years Quite popular We're not looking to compare to you Uh, You know what I mean The guy that has his own little Small business plumbing shop is not looking to compete against GE, okay? He just runs his business. We run a fun podcast. We're not looking. We're not jealous of his success. We love that stuff. God bless you. I hope he does well. But but we have an issue with what you've been portraying about Kiss because we feel that when you do this to Kiss, you don't do it to the other friends of yours that you have on your show and you harp on it. So that's the issue. And anybody that listens to us, all you guys that listen to us, you know, we don't hold back on KISS. So I don't want this to seem as it's easy to box us in with other people. Oh, they're just fanatic fans. They'll do whatever they, you know, KISS says. That's not us. It's a simple debate about the fact that your issues with KISS are hypocritical. Am I saying anything wrong here, Tom? No, I'll I'll add in here too. So, for, first of all, the jealousy
3: label—that that's just laziness. That's that's like you know fifth grade you know insult stuff. Je- that's just a lazy thing to say about anybody who critiques someone else. And like you said, it's just ridiculous to even use that term. Um, but I think you know anybody that listens to this show knows how we feel about Eddie Trunk as a Kiss fan, and we've had a lot of fun with him you know, we call Stewart and, you know, we, we, you know, we, we have little jokes and stuff. Um But you know, I, I'll, it, it would have been disingenuous of us if we didn't have somebody like Mitch Lafon, who's in the business to not bring that up, to not talk about and say, Hey, what do you think about this? You know? And, and what do you think about how somebody like Eddie trunk feels about that? We're not trying to instigate. We didn't, ex- we're not, we're not expecting Mitch to, you know, pile on and, and jump in. We wanted his opinion on that, and Mitch has his opinion on Kiss and his opinion on Eddie Trunk, and we respect that. But we that's something that we have to do. We, we, like Zeus said, and like you guys who listen to us, we have issues with Eddie's treatment of Kiss because it's phony based on how he treats other bands, all right? And just for the record, I'll say right now, years ago, before this whole Kiss thing happened, I was a huge Eddie Trunk fan. I constantly watch that metal show. I have his books. I used to constantly listen to a Sirius XM show. And he's evolved. He's turned into uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit more of a fanboy. I know he's always been a fanboy, but his Kiss stuff is tiring. It's transparent. It's phony. Um, It's agenda-driven, and it's just not something that I want to see. And and yes, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's fine. But I also have a right to say that what he's doing Is bogus and tiresome
0: Yeah, it's just His opinion After the reunion Is pointless, it's all biased There's no point in listening to anything After the reunion Or, you know, if it's a story about what is fair Or things like that He'll only highlight things that are in favor of Peter and Ace Versus things in favor of Paul and Gene And you know and Much to the shit that I get Peter's my favorite member in Kiss, mm-hmm. so I'm with him on that. Okay, yep. Yep. so you know, and Ace is the most beloved member of 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 Kiss. But the problem that we have, and I don't want to go off too much on this stuff, is that you know the the way it was portrayed is that we're sitting there and bashing him like, oh, he's a, you know this and that. Is this and that? No, we asked him because we have a guy like Mitch who's so well like. Um, respected He's knowledgeable Knows all about Kiss And he's in the community So the big things about Kiss When we have a guy like that on Whether it was Eddie's opinion Or somebody else's opinion I would ask him Point blank Hey what do you think about Fake frail and Cheater Chris What do you think about all the Paul backing vocals and lyrics And, and you know, whatever, um, I, I'd want to hear about it because those are big issues about current kiss, and I wanted to get him on the record. And no offense, he agreed with us. He didn't agree with Eddie. He agreed with us. So it was a pretty cordial conversation. I'm disappointed because I started off with one person tweeting this out to, I think, Eddie with zero followers, and I joke with him. I'm like, oh, Great. Is that fucking, uh, you know, S- Stewart hiding behind a, a fake account, you know, a burner account. And apparently I'll game all the way up to him. And then, you know, Mitch, you know, because he obviously doesn't want to feel like he's being portrayed as someone bashing his friend. Obviously got a little bit defensive and said, no, I didn't say anything. I wasn't part of anything like that. I don't blame him. But, you know, to the end, we're going to defend ourselves. And if we ever get the opportunity to speak to him, we'll say it directly to him,
3: oh God okay? yeah any anybody yeah. that kn- anybody that knows Zeus or I yeah yeah our mo- not- our 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 mouths are pretty much impossible to be shut for that yeah and just and just, one, th- and yeah, just one, ahead, one, one last thing and then we'll finish up we'll move on yeah the other thing that kind of you know it it didn't disappoint me, but it was just like typical typical empty-headed commentary by some of the people on the stuff like you know, yeah, we bash Eddie Trunk because of his kiss stuff, and then people are like, "Oh, you you gotta respect Eddie. He's been waving the flag for rock and rolls for thirty years or whatever." I'm like, yeah, no one said that he doesn't do that. Stay on target. <laughs> Stick oh, to the. To- you're gonna make me plug that in. Okay, exactly. Oh, good. I can't maneuver. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Stick to the topic. We're not talking about Eddie Trunk's history as a rock journalist, rock interviewer, rock promoter, rock fan. It would be silly to to deny that. Silly, silly. We're talking about him and his behavior of and treatment of Kiss and how it's agenda driven, and that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But don't say, you "Gotta support Eddie. He's the man waving that flo- that rock flag for years." Yeah. Okay, that's great. Put that aside. Now, now listen to what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, we can chew gum and walk at the same time.
1: Yes, we can.
0: We can love Kiss. And hate what they played on one of the songs on this album. I yes. can be a big Bruins fan and hate the fucking owner being cheap about you know paying his concession guys, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's true. two aspects of it. It's yep. okay. Let's yep. move on past that. Okay. So we got the polls going on. We're halfway through the tournament. Um, currently, um, I think uh we're just about when this goes off. Tom, will we finish the third round or no? When this uh, gets played on Saturday, it'll, it'll, it'll those, uh,
3: the reach, the regional semifinals will be ending it uh, on Saturday at noon. So depending on when you listen to this, if you listen yep. to it Saturday morning, uh, if not, you know, you'll hear it. And of course, like every poll, and again, we I don't want to spend time getting into the whole seating business and stuff, but as expected, the the, the biggest upset right now is number five, a million to one advancing, and uh, Young and Wasted, number six advancing. Mm-hmm. But right, right
0: now, all the ones and twos are still alive. Yeah. And so let's uh, address one little quick thing there. Yeah. So when we use our phones, Young and Wasted was tied with um, – Let, Let's put was, the X. Let's put the X and sex. Um, a couple of the people using desktop noticed that the percentage showed um, one was higher than the other. Young and Wasted was. So just to be safe, I don't know. We So we said, let's go. Just like a runoff in an election when it's under a certain amount of votes, we do it again. Young and wa- uh, Wasted won the second time around on the yep. overtime. So it's no different. So big muddle f- middle finger to you, Dave, for being <laughs> fucking <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. That you have nothing better to do than to bitch and whine about a stupid fucking song that's going to get its ass kicked in the next fucking round. So, congratulations, you get to win a big bag of dicks. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, oh, see, this
3: is what happens. See, now you get angry Zeus unleashed. This is not good. This is oh, not good. All
0: right. It's all in fun. I like Dave. Honestly.
3: All right. So what else do oh, so we got? So, so, so some breaking news. So
0: today's Thursday. Oh, uh, you oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. That. We want to thank everybody for do for continuing to vote, continuing oh, yeah. to post their brackets, continuing to push it on social media. Um, I want to thank uh, you know the some of our pseudo our real celebrities like Bruce and his wife, Bruce Kulick and his wife, Chris Jericho, Joey Casada, Mitch Carey, I uh, Carey Stevens. Um, I want to thank all our fellow podcasters out there in the Kiss brethren, right? All our fellow. Uh, uh, um co-podcasters out there that are contributing that are a part of the podcast family. There's a lot of love in the air. I love it. Um yep. I, I joke that there's, you know, except for maybe one um, well now if you gave me a hero sandwich and I could eat it and, and can I you make me can you make me a post or the brackets easier if I hang up a post or the brackets. I just picked one up on the Facebook group. Oh <laughs> I gotta go. I'm gonna go away. Just ordered another sandwich. So, um, look, we're 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 very thankful, and it's really great. And there's so much, you know, camaraderie, and uh, with some of our fellow podcasters. I've been putting out the brackets after each round of so far who's winning. I'm only doing like the podcasters and like you know Jericho, Bruce, and the rest of them, and Carrie, and all them, and Joey, and and then Bruce's wife um, and the rest of them. And we're putting the rest of the podcast. I'm not doing three fucking hundred or five hundred, whatever we have, entries and doing all the brackets myself and then posting those up. That would oh. be a thread of like a thousand fucking tweets. Oh, yeah. That would take if somebody. You're going to put up my post. No, nope. I'm not putting up your fucking post. Keep score at the end. I will mark them. But I'm not going to fucking put them in brackets and put them online. Guys, nope. come on. Help me out and then please Post what your scores are After every round we love seeing how everyone's Doing and we love to hear when you guys Are happy a song won and We love to hear it when you're Disappointed that your song Lost so please keep Continuing that and Tom the floor is yours I'm sorry buddy no 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 no. go ahead Go ahead Uh, no I'm done I'm done You Wanted to say about something else you were saying Uh, Yeah there's
3: no there's a lot going on this it's a busy time Right now it's a lot going on uh so so breaking news today Thursday March 26th um I haven't as of right now I have not seen it on any official KISS website but I'm seeing a couple of you know semi reputable social medias that um Doc McGee has announced that KISS's European tour for 2020 has been canceled or you know will be planning to be rescheduled for next year 2021 which means that final show in New York on uh, in July of 2021 is uh, not going to happen. So there's a lot going on here. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, all these festivals are probably going to be canceled. You're looking at—I mean, we we have tickets to see Kiss in September. God willing, it's only it's only the end of March. I mean, God, please tell me that the show in in Labor Labor Day weekend will be able to go on. I mean, I don't even want to think that 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 would be canceled, but. Um, you know, a lot of these a lot of the logistics they need to be addressed now. They can't wait to the last minute. So KISS is making the decisions based on what's happening now.
0: Yeah. And I worry personally about the KISS cruise in cruise fest. Um, I hope no, that, it doesn't get all the way that, down to that point. No,
3: I let let let's hope. Let's hope
0: not. Let's well, hope let, not. you know the only thing I could think of is if you have issues with the cruise line. Right, Right? because they all looking for bailouts and stuff. So who knows? Who knows? You're right. You're right.
3: Um, So one, one more, one more thing. One more thing. So this is episode. What is it? Sixty five? I don't know. Sixty four. Yeah, I can't Mm -hmm. count. So we have our first. Well, this is me. Our first shouted out loudcast correction, courtesy courtesy of a YouTuber listener. So during the conversation with Mitch. And I think I brought it up maybe a few episodes ago too. Um, right. I stated that tears are falling and parasite have been removed from the set list and that let me go rock and roll. And I believe I said, hide your heart are back in the set list that has been proven to be incorrect. And I will explain why I made the statement that I made. So on social media, I believe it was Facebook. Um, I'm not going to name names, But a respectable, a respected member of the KISS Army posted a set list um, from a show. And the set list had, let me go rock and roll and hide your heart in it. And it was posted from the night that they went to the show. Um, So I said, whoa. I said, wow, I can't believe they've already changed the set list. And they put those songs back in. Come to find out. It was a copy of a set list from, it must have been the first leg. You know, not a big deal, but I just want to uh, acknowledge the mistake. And like I said a while back, um, you're probably not going to learn a lot from this show. We're here to entertain you and, uh, you know, give you some laughs. So, uh, you know, kudos to the YouTuber for uh, for uh, correcting me. And uh, thank you for listening too. So I'll give you that. So there's your first issued Shout It Out Loud cast editor's note correction.
0: Alrighty righty, then. Um, so next, um, I'm hoping that uh, Tom would like to turn the page and get to the good stuff.
3: Oh, it's always a good time to get to the good stuff. And we are right about now. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off and then adamandeve.com will load on the free stuff. Enter offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you will both enjoy and six free spicy movies plus free shipping. That's promo code loudcast at checkout at adamandeve.com and with this self quarantine stay at home there is no better time to load up from adamandeve.com promo code loudcast baby
0: Yeah and if Sonny has the lines tied up please keep trying okay you'll get through Um so promo we- code poony <laughs> Homo cord Hornball (laughs) Um, So We are going to do an album Review Um, We wanted to pick something Especially since we're doing the non-makeup Madness uh, tournament um, From this era Uh, This is a polarizing Album not as polarizing Maybe as Crazy Nights but it is Still polarizing Um, It's a long album and for me and you, it's, uh, it's, you know, an important album. Um, and that is Hot in the Shade. You want to talk a little bit about it and tell us your first experience? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this
3: is going to be, this is going to be a good episode because I know a lot of people like, I love Hot in the Shade, and that same amount of people is going to be like, this album fucking blows. <laughs> um, So, yeah. So the album came out in 1989 and my very first memory of what was going on at this time. So when this album came out, I was obviously aware of Kiss. Kiss has always been a part of my life, but Kiss had started to fall a little bit to the wayside. I knew about Crazy Nights, uh, but at this time, like, you know, hair metal was, you know, was kind of taken off. It was the, that era, you know, I was really into like, you know, Tesla and Motley Crue and You know, still listening to Van Halen and all that kind of stuff. And then the Rise to It video comes out. I remember I was at my high school girlfriend's house watching MTV. And if everybody who's seen that video, we'll talk about the details of that video in a minute. You see Paul and Gene putting the makeup on. And I was like, wait a minute. Stop. We got to watch this video. Like, what is going on here? Like, and then I was like, because again, at that time, like, obviously, no social media. It it was kind of hard to find out when new albums were coming out. So I was like, "Wait, this is me." Kiss has a new album out, um,
0: so I'm I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Wait a minute. I've, I'm picturing this. The fir- how could you see the field to rise to it? Did you miss Forever and everything else? Before yeah. That? Yes. So you missed Forever's like. Yeah, hide your heart. Wow, you you skipped over all that. Wow, no, no, I didn't skip it. I just. But you weren't like you weren't that hooked on it.
3: I I was aware of those, but I was like, okay, these are cool songs. But when I saw the video for Rise to It it, it, with them putting the makeup on, I was like, God damn. Um, And and just you know, I got into it. You know, I got the album, love the album, and it prompted me prompted me to go to my very first Kiss show the summer of nineteen ninety. Um in mansfield massachusetts which To this day i still say The greatest set list they ever put Together for god's sakes they played fits like a Glove on that on that tour Um so yeah a lot A lot of good memories about this this album And and, uh just the the tour and everything Surrounding this era
0: Um for me i was Always I, i i had already gotten Into kiss by asylum and stuff So i was buying kiss albums as they were Coming out and you know I, I can't explain it It's similar to like I am I was always rooting for Kiss to get big I loved it when I bought it um, I liked that there was a lot of songs on this um, I could see the direction That they were changing Just by the outfits and all that other stuff uh, I liked it It's one of those things where like, You watch your kid play in a sport And you're seeing them With all the other talented players And you, you want your kid to do well But you know he's not as good and you're just like, come on, let's go. You know,
1: yep.
0: Do it. come on, buddy. You can do you, it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just rooting for Kiss to do well. And that's how Kiss was during this era for me. I'm still buying Bon Jovi's first, uh, you know, jersey comes out. And I'm buying whatever else, Tesla at the time. I'm buying uh, Dr. Good. And I'm buying, I don't know when, when these things came out. Well, whatever. I'm buying the albums around this time and i'm buying kiss and i'm hoping it's do well but my expectations are that it might not um i got it i thought the cover was kind of no offense like what the fuck is this thing um i played it um i liked forever i liked hide your heart because i i got into the video and i got into the fact that um uh, There was more, you know. Back then, when I'm in like junior high or high school, I'm like, "Oh, they got a message! Yeah, check this out! You know, know, I got a big blurb on the screen telling you about gang violence." Okay, Gene, settle down. (laughs) And so I, I, I got it. And I remember um, going to freshman year. uh, Was it freshman year or sophomore year at Stonehill? Um, and someone was playing this. Somebody else was. There wasn't a big Kiss fan. I remember like wow. this was kind of in the rotation of hair metal beat. People like that, like the hair metal yeah. stuff, like the poisons and all the stuff would pick yeah. up this Kiss album and play it because it was on all the MTV rotation videos. Yeah. It was it wasn't getting record play, but we were buying CDs like Great White and everything else by watching the videos. And Kiss was in that mix. So some people that even never even heard of cold gin we yep. buying Kiss CDs versus the guys that up to, you know, Dynasty checked out, never got back into them. But there was a new generation, that new, pe- that new group that got off on that floor in the elevator. And that's what I remember distinctly about that is friends of mine that knew nothing about Kiss had this CD. Yeah. So it was well, kind it was, of weird.
3: It, 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 and it was the first time I mean I know Crazy Nights, I know they had videos for Crazy Nights and Reason to Live and those songs were big, but Kiss took it into another stratosphere on this album with with songs tailor-made for MTV and pop rock radio, you know, Forever and Hide Your Heart and Rise to It mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. so like even if you weren't a Kiss fan, like you, you just you couldn't deny the popularity of those songs. So like you said, the, Kiss was kind of trying to saturate the market both radio play and MTV, because those songs were just just fantastic pop hits. Mm -hmm,
1: mm
0: -hmm. So, want to take a look at the album itself?
3: Let's let's take a look at the album cover and all the artwork, absolutely. All
0: right, give me your thoughts.
3: Look, it's Kiss. I want to see the band on the cover, okay? Whether or not, even if it's something silly like Crazy Nights or something silly like Asylum, you know, I get it. You know, it's the Sphinx with the sunglasses and it's got the little stamp up in the corner, like a postcard. You know, I, I get it. Um, I, I don't know. I, uh, that being said, when you flip over the liner notes and you see the band with their sunglasses on, I, that would have been a horrible album cover. So I'm glad, to, I'm <laughs> glad, I'm glad they put that in the back Uh Paul Stanley doing like that little flex. And like, you know, I, I, it's just, it's, it's of the time it's, that's 1989 right there.
0: Gene looks about as normal as can be Yep Eric looks like he followed um, Sammy Hagar's uh, Outfit <laughs> uh, Fashion advice from what we just Described on uh, OU812 Right? Yeah, I think I think he's
3: wearing I think those are like fucking Jabos Or something that he's wearing I <laughs> think <from> fucking-
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Bruce poor Bruce that i don't know that hand i can't describe i'm trying to is racking my brains who he looks like with the hands hanging on the shirt in his chest and it just it's Dude. just not
3: a good and, look and the, the, it, the that those that teased out hair by all of them again it's of the
0: time it just oof and it, that as az, aztec type shirt whatever he's got on jean yeah. looks the most normal in this yeah exactly Paul is definitely flexing. Paul with that tricep flex. Settle down, Stanley. Come on. Yeah, and do I need to see your fucking hairy armpits popping out too? Of
3: course, it's (laughs) Paul. He's got to show you some part of his body with hair. Oh,
1: Jesus! And
3: and and then you flip open the liner notes, and it's all the lyrics
0: that Uh, are wrong. If you listen to the songs and read the lyrics, they're all wrong. They're butchered in here. It's terrible. Okay, I didn't get that far so oh, I, yeah. I I believe I believe you. <laughs> oh yeah, they're missing lyrics. They're, it's all messed up. At least the version that I have um you know, and it's just it's too bad. Um but there's also go oh, go ahead. You no, go. On, no, I was going to say ahead. there's also then there's also
3: at the end of the uh Boomerangs the last song and then underneath that again this came out in 1989 there's a whole thing here about AIDS. AIDS? About, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I'll play it later. Mr. Johnson, you have AIDS. He goes, AIDS? But there's a whole thing where it says, we want, we want you around to enjoy the party. Here's how. And it says the facts about AIDS. And it gives you all these facts about the disease, um, who can get it, um, a, a 1-800 number to get information on it. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, holy fuck, talk about something of the time. Like a whole a, a whole information thing about AIDS from Kiss of all people, Jesus yeah. Christ! They're preaching safe sex. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, but yeah, that caught me by surprise when I saw that. I mean, but you know, I guess at the time, uh, you know, a, a uh, you know a PSA by a band. You know,
0: I'm, I'm not going to give them any shit for that. Good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the cover is the cover. Yep. Um. Are You ready to talk about the album itself? Yeah, we we'll give some thoughts on the. You want to give some like I
3: know we talked about like our first experience. You get want to give like any general?
1: Yeah, facts, absolutely,
3: not like, a
0: problem. Yeah, um, general thoughts about the music. You want to give some general facts? Uh, just like some ge- like an overview of of the of like of the like for example,
3: for me when I think of Hot in the Shade, okay, it's an album that's polarizing, um, and I think it's polarizing because I think a lot of people. It, it kind of reminds me of when you talk about OU812. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a ton of great songs, ton of hits, and it's got some real garbage on it. Plus, it's an exceedingly long album, 15 songs, just way too much for any album. I don't care how much you love the band. Um, but one thing about this album, and like Zeus and I always say, whenever we do an album review, we kind of bury ourselves in the album and just really just sink ourselves into every song repeatedly. Um Every song on this album, whether you like the song or not, they have undeniable hooks and choruses in very, very catchy songs. You know, it's not a real kick-ass rock album, um, but it's of the time. It's 1989. It's like that pop metal, you know, like we said, like Def Leppard, um, you know, Bon Jovi, those kind of bands. And I think Kiss did a, I think they, I think this was like a sweet spot for them Um yeah, again, you say what you want about how you feel about it, but some of these, some of these songs have almost every song has an unbelievably catchy chorus and uh, uh, you know a real hook to it. You know, and uh, I kind of enjoyed that. Another thing that I think about this album is I know everybody raves about Paul's vocals on Crazy Nights. I think his vocals are a little bit better on this. And I say that because I think they're a little bit more in control. There's no "I'll fight hell to hold you." There's no like screaming at the top of your lungs kind of stuff. I think. You know, when you listen to a song like "Forever" or uh, even you know "Hide Your Heart," uh, I think Paul just shines on this. Um, and I think we talked about this too when we had our friend Greg Prado on when he with the the book about the non makeup era. This is a typical
0: a typical take it, take it off totally, yeah. truly unmasked.
3: Yeah, excellent book. My God, if you have not read that book yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's terrific. Um, and I think you you mentioned a little bit uh, Zeus when you were talking about you know. Rooting for your kid who's not a really great athlete because you want him to succeed with a, like this was in the, a prime example of of Kiss ch- chasing a trend not setting a trend you know they 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 want they they wanted this to be their Bon Jovi album they wanted this to be you know a mix of like you know Hysteria or whatever you know they were chasing the trend and you could see that definitely on this album
0: yeah um so a couple things we've talked about this before uh, I know it's a long album. But, like, why would I complain? Where am I, where am I going? Do I Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, after it's 12 songs, I like, go, oh, that's it. Turn it off. I can't. Who says I have to listen to it in one sitting? Mm-hmm. I like that it's 15 songs. I don't like some of the songs on there, but I would never say don't put that song out. I would rather have more songs and then just let me skip it. Because the one that you say don't put it on that album might be something that it might be a don't you hesitate that I wish was on an album. So mm-hmm. let me figure out whether I should play it or skip it. So, you know, as I said to you before, Tom, uh, I'm not going to ever say don't put that on a Kiss album. Like, just like the Star Wars movies and things like that, when like, oh, this movie is terrible. I don't care. I watch a fucking Star Wars movie of RTD2 taking a shit. Yeah. I, I find that stuff fascinating and I'll always love it. Kiss yeah. is my band. I want them to put up more music. So, um, that being said, I like the 15 songs. Not all of them; some better than others. There are a lot. I mean, a lot of hidden gems on this. Songs that when they come up, I put it, I turn it up on my car. Um, I love a lot of these songs in here. And there's, um, you know, I think this is a Paul uh, Paul shines on this album a lot. Um, I think this album falls. Right between where they end up in Revenge, and it's right in the middle. Crazy Nights is too popish and synth and keyboardish, and Revenge maybe went too far to the other side, hard and this that. This is right in the middle, right around that whole Tesla stripping it down. Even Poison around this time took off makeup yep. and started trying to be like, oh, with a growing a beard and shit, like try to be stripped down. And a lot of the bands try to sound like that Cinderella and things like that started yep. taking away the hair look and down to wearing jeans and, uh, and, and, uh, nineties clothes, not yet grunge, but like vests, open shirts and things like that. Um, and kiss started, yeah, You know, following the trends, you know, it is what it is, but you know, I, I, I say that and we've, and you've said that, and but what did you expect them to wear? Like, Absolutely. Wearing, what are they going to wear? Bell bottoms? Now it's the fucking '90s right. or late '80s, early '90s. They have to wear that. So that's what people wear. Oh, you're yep. following trends. Oh, what is he going to wear? I mean, come on. You know,
3: and no, and and sp- if we're going to make fun of Kiss for following trends, we can also make fun of ourselves because we were following trends with what oh, we yeah. were wearing in 1989 too. Pegging my
0: pants. Well, let me
3: tell you right now, if our shit like that. Yeah, and if our buddy Heavy Mayo was listening, I know you were wearing your acid wash jeans and your Nike
0: Cortez because you're still wearing them now in 2020. Yeah. Hanging with your <laughs> foot up against the Meadow Glen Mall, trying to pick up chicks at the Orange Julius. Exactly. Hey, did you get that at Chess King? Yeah, I'm heading over there now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was his game. Um, but that's okay, where well, let, about- let me bu- let me
3: let me buy you dinner at the York Steakhouse. Here, I'll <laughs> grab a tray for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe maybe we get some free popcorn at the ground round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Oh
0: enough. man. All right. So let's <laughs> uh let's let's get to this album, okay? Go for it. Get into it. Get it g- give me some information. <laughs> I'd like to tell you some. Um I need some information because I'd like to tell
1: you some information.
0: So this was Kiss's 15th. Studio album What year was this 89 Yes came out October seventeenth, nineteen 1989 when did Kiss start
3: When did Kiss start yeah 73
0: Yeah Yeah. okay so do the math
3: What 16
0: years Yeah yeah So 16 years 15th album right not Bad imagine a band doing That shit nowadays god Metallica takes like fucking 10 years between Albums now I mean that's that's what we're used to. There's yeah. nobody that really just puts out an album out a year every other year. No, nope. no, nobody that we, nobody that,
3: nobody that we care about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah <it's laughs> just nobody's doing music. Um, right. So they recorded in July of August through August 1989. It's produced by Paul and Gene. And the big thing about yeah, the big thing about this is they try to skimp on the money and the cost. So, a lot of these songs that started off as demos ended up as right on the album. Um, they didn't go in the studio and do all the hard work that a lot of bands do, but they think it came out fine just doing it this way. They saved more money. Um, you know, obviously Kiss wasn't in their heyday back then. So, that's what they decided to do. They put on 15 songs. It's the most songs on a Kiss album, one of the longest at 58 minutes and 39 seconds. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I think, uh, this falls right in the middle, uh, between crazy nights and revenge. And they released three singles. There was three videos and they all got heavy play on, uh, MTV. Um, so they were right there with the mix with the, a lot of those bands at that time, they fit right in. Yeah, no, you're right. And, uh, Paul,
3: Paul has a little bit surprising, a little bit more praise, uh for this album than some of the other members um you know he says you know it's a good first step toward getting back home um you know we we looked at this and you know we said is there anything uh anything we're doing or is there anything that's come along in the last 15 years as an unnecessary baggage let's get rid of it and make sure the basis of what we're doing is rock and roll and guitars um gene you know gene admits that you know he wasn't really there, you know, talks about the demos, etc., like Zeus mentioned. He gives it two stars. But the thing that disappointed me was oof, Bruce
0: hates this album. I he's not right. say hates, he's not a fan of it. Let's say he that.
3: said it's his least favorite kiss album. Maybe, maybe hates a strong word. You're right. But for him to come out and say this is his least favorite kiss album, yeah. oof. Uh and then he's he's pretty honest. He talks about how with with Gene and Paul producing, um, You know, it was kind of a problem. You know, he says with Gene and Paul producing, they thought no one knew Kiss better than us. Um, You know, he he just and he talks about, you know, having 15 songs on an album. Um, He also has a little tidbit here about how Eric Carr was very unhappy during this record. Uh, And we'll get into this, but there's a couple songs that have drum machines instead of Eric Carr. You have one of the greatest drummers in rock. You have a fucking drum machine on this album.
0: That's because um, they played with the demo, so they right. used the drum machine without Eric. So well, no, no, fuck
3: it. Just mail it in. That's good like, enough. That that's what I'm saying. Like it's just lazy. Um so I was a little bit surprised by Bruce's honesty. Um, but you know, Paul likes the album, which is which is good. Sometimes Paul has uh his hindsight, he tends to shit on some stuff, but he's a little bit more of a fan of the album than anybody else.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think and you think he should be. You ready to get into the tracks?
2: Let's do it. Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
3: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
2: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month, so just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
0: Let's do it. (laughs)
2: Let's
0: go. Her song, Rise To It, written by Paul Stanley and Bob Halligan Jr. I guess he's a writer musician that wrote some songs with, like, K- Kicks, Cher, Blue Oyster Cult, Judas Priest, and uh, Helix. Helix. Wow. Helix. That's the guy, that's, I saw a video once where the lead singer was, like, missing one of his front teeth. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Somebody couldn't fucking fix his tooth? Well, like, yeah. Before we did a video I think
3: for a band like Helix We could probably get some information from our buddies That go on the Monsters of Rock Isn't Helix
0: a band that would do the, the Monsters of Rock cruise uh, Definitely BB or BC Or somebody <laughs> on Potter On Potter Than Hell will be like What are you talking about I I, I followed them on tour all all through 1994
3: I had breakfast with the uh, bass player I, I know everything about Helix <laughs>
0: The, the guitar is <laughs> just painted the side of my house What are you talking about all right. Back to Rise To It. <laughs> all right. So Rise to It. Um uh, you know, the big thing for me is the uh Paul settled down, Johnny slide guitar. Right? <laughs> and he thinks he's like all of a sudden a cowboy. A little slide guitar. That's Bon Jovi Cinderella shit. Yep. Um, that he started to do in Tesla. Um the acoustic part. I I I, I like the song a lot. Um, it's one of those songs that I think is enhanced when you see the video Because that's what sticks out to me And I was a big fan of that video um, And uh, I, I think it's a, a very good, catchy song
3: I think the song is absolutely spectacular I think it's everything you want In a late 80s pop rock hit uh, it, it's, it's, like I said earlier Unbelievably catchy chorus great rhythm. It's an upbeat kind of, uh, you know, happy, you know, put you in the mood kind of song. Um, it's what you want from kiss and it's what you want from rock music in 1989. Um, you know, and I'm probably, I'll, I'll get this out of the way now uh, because this kind of applies to a couple other songs, but there's a couple songs on this album. And I include rise to it as one of them. If another band of that era made this song, it probably would have been an absolute monster hit. But I th- I think we talked about this when we had our friend Greg Prado, the author. By this time, I mean, yeah, there was a video for it and they were getting some radio play. Kiss was kind of like like an afterthought. Nobody was paying attention to Kiss, uh, you know, except for diehards. But if you if you had a band, another band, you know, maybe a younger or up and coming band, throw out a song like Rise to it, it, it would have been a, a monster song. And there's a couple other songs on this album that
0: that's going to apply to as well. The song was released as a single It went to number 81 It was the last Kiss song To reach the top 100 um, I like the beginning Where Gene does the usual With his bass Boom. Love that <laughs> and then Love that. Dan, dan, It starts yep. in um, What does Paul mean when he says If you want a lover who can play the other role <laughs> Uh, what well, the fuck
1: okay. is that? Maybe
3: maybe Paul is taking advantage of promo code Loudcast from adamandheve.com <laughs> I
0: thought it was a lyric written by Vinny. I don't know what that fucking was. <laughs> yeah. Um I like the solo in this. I love and then let's um let's uh go into um I don't know. Let's go into the video, and that's the big part, right? Yeah, yeah. Um we were all like, like, Holy shit, they teased it and they put on the makeup. And if you watch the video, it's obviously Eric Carr and Bruce trying to be like G, like trying to be Peter and Ace. I don't know, but it's not correct. First, no. it's the back of their heads, none yep. of them look like even remotely like that. And, um, supposedly, Vinny's uh, Bruce is wearing Vinny's Ankh warrior costume. I'm like, yep. No, he's not. I saw that on Wikipedia or something. I'm like, no, he's not. That's not what he's wearing. And, you know, uh, uh, just, I don't know, Gene's costume's from Unmasked and Paul's is from Love Gun.
3: I love um, those kinds of tidbits when it comes to little
0: factoids. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I thought the video where Gene is, like, not uh, in makeup playing in that thing in the stage, I thought he looked good because I'm yep. used to the, the 90s. In '80s, or well, Gene looked ridiculous. Yep. I think this was the first kind of video era that he was like, "Oh, Gene looks normal." Um, yeah. And so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool.
3: So the manager at the time for Kiss, Larry Mazer, uh, he had some comments about the video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I think a lot of people' eyebrows were raised about them putting the makeup back on. Um, you know, they said, "Well, why don't we come up with something that harks back to that era?" Um, the concept was to create a flashback scenario where they were in makeup, talking in the video about if they could ever go without makeup. Um, you know, the the video shoot was great. The song didn't do that well, um, so it was kind of a weird time because there were rumors at that time. And again, you know, I keep talking about Greg Prado when he was a guest on our show with talking about his book that there were rumors of even putting makeup on like that at that time. So, um, but that did shock a lot of people, you know, because. Nobody had seen them in makeup in what was that? But it would have been nine years, eight, nine years before, without, with no makeup. So, yeah, the video is cool. I think everybody enjoys that video. Yeah.
0: And again, it's supposed to be backstage in 75. But you know what I picked up on? What's with the Seinfeld talk? Do you know what I mean? Si- well, give me, tell me, give me more. Well, you know, we could take the makeup off. What do you mean, take the makeup off? Take the oh, makeup yeah. off. You're crazy. What do you mean? No, Yo, why not? We can take the makeup off. We take the makeup off. You're crazy. Well, we're, 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 yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah we're, you're, cra- you're crazy. You're crazy. Oh, yeah, that, that Seinfeld talk. Yeah. So take the makeup off. What do you mean? Take the makeup off. Take the makeup off. Um, yeah, we can go back and we can play clubs. Um, you are, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and, and definitely, definitely Paul, a weird video. Paul doing his spin kicks, playing his fucking BB King guitar, Gibson guitar. There, uh, that, like people started playing those type of guitars back. Oh, then. I know. Yeah. That, Yep. The, the, those fucking Gibson big—I forget what they called. Uh, yep. Those BB King guitars, um, you know. And then the other thing about this song, there's one thing I want to mention is that it gives me the chills, like in a bad way. Oh. I'll give you fever and parkles. Oh, I'll give you fever. I'll give you chills. Ooh, I'll give you chills. <laughs> just
3: so no, but, but, that, but but no, but but don't you're missing the best part. But then it's like, make you a believer. And then Paul Singh goes,
1: Ooh! <laughs>
0: Yeah, he hits that note. He I hits that high got you will. Yeah, He, he hits like, that high-pitched squeal. <laughs> that, Ooh, I'll give you fear. Just, just all. <laughs> just settle down, Paul. Settle down, star child.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um anyways, I think Kiss might feel betrayed. Betrayed, written by Gene and future Kiss member, but former uh, at the time member of Black and Blue, who Gene had produced, Tommy Thayer.
3: Thoughts? Yes, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, this is a song where I think the chorus um, is is decent, but the but the song the song has it has that repetitive drum beat. It's just Eric I going doo, 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 doo. like there's um,
0: no. F- <laughs> you mean like possibly a machine? All right, even, even if it, yeah,
3: okay, whatever it is, it's just, it, it's the chorus is okay. I mean, the lyrics are like ridiculous. Like, you pay your taxes, you pay your rent. Like a, Gene, stop, dude. Stop with the fucking
0: lyrics. Well, he supposedly, it's about a girl who feels like life has betrayed her. And, you know, cheer up, you're not crucified, he says. Um, but what happens in this, just like when Ball goes, ooh, I'll give you feedback. Like, there's a trend that continues on this album of oh, yeah. spoken oh, well. words yes. in this album. Yep. So in the middle towards the end, uh, like, after, I think the solo right around that time, when you've got your back against the wall and no one gives a fuck, all you can do is just hold on. That's right. He speaks this.
1: Yeah. Ooh, he
0: said fuck. Ooh, back then the teenager in me was like, Oh my god. You know, I know Tom uh, Tommy plays that electric acoustic guitar there. It's got a nice solo. Um, I used to fucking hate this song. Then this it's once again it's happening, Tom. I listened to these songs over and over again for this episode, and I'm starting to feel a section of this. I'm like, that's not bad. I like that bridge part towards the end. Yeah,
3: this they're they're on
1: that bad yeah
3: yeah, there, there are parts to the song that i like generally speaking it's it's definitely not it's not one of my favorites on the album but it's 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 okay
0: moving along let's hit the big one here
3: your heart uh just an absolute gem of a song i don't care if you think it's overplayed or if you think it's cliche this is just an absolutely spectacularly written song from top to bottom front to back um i'll say it again it's everything that you want in a pop rock anthem um an unbelievably catchy sing-along chorus that everybody loves um you know this song and actually i'm not sure i don't think i brought this up but a lot of songs on this album are very, um, they're story-type songs, you know? They're not a lot of, the, like, fuck-me-suck-me songs from, like, Rock and Roll Over or, or Love Gun. They're uh, they're story songs. This song here, I-, I think this is Paul trying to do his living on a prayer. You know, instead of Gina and Tommy, you got uh, Tito, the king of the streets. <laughs>
0: is this... Is this- Pico in his
1: hairpiece.
3: Yeah, exactly. Why right, his name? His name is Pico or something like that. Pico.
1: Why? Right. Hello. 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 Yeah, this is Pico. Yeah, Pico. He wants to make me get a hair on top of my head because he said don't like my
3: hair the way it is now. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a freaking great song though. I mean, I, I remember I remember the first time I heard it, and to this day, I, I still think it's a it's a terrific song. I, I like it. That being said, it, it kind of landed with a thud when they threw it into the set list for the end of the road tour.
0: Yeah, um, well, this this was released as a single It we went to number 66 um, It was also famous Oh, it was written by Paul, Desmond Child and Holly Knight That trifecta yep. And Absolutely. they didn't write it all together Paul wrote a little with Holly Knight Then he would write with Desmond All of them in separate areas And they came up with this song It was rejected for Crazy Nights Yep. So it ends up that Bonnie Tyler... Yes, that Bonnie Tyler.
1: It's a heartache. Nothing but a heartache. Hits you when it's too late. Hits you when you're down.
3: Oh my god, unbelievable. I love her in that voice.
1: Ah!
0: Anyways, um bonnie tyler did this song and made it her album title in 1988 then ace did it then molly hatchet did it and robin beck did this song all these people have done these songs um i think molly hatchet did it first then ace and then kiss and then robin beck released this um you know it's got Phil Ashley playing keyboards. Uh, Those keyboards don't really hear it that much, but it's there. They're subtle Uh, enough. Yeah, and the original title was going to be called "Bite Down Hard."
3: Ooh, that is ridiculous. Um,
0: Yeah, Um, you know, I don't know, Tito, like (laughs) Tito, the King of the Streets. So let's talk about that video. The, The first of all, like. That's like typecasting. Have you ever seen like a like a gang member like for a gun in the car? He's brandishing it into his girl. He's got s he's got a fucking <laughs> uh a revolver that he takes out and he's playing with a revolver. That's his gun, the badass Tito? Uh, come on. I he's mean king of just-
3: the, But he is king of the streets. You can't deny um, that.
0: Uh, here's I another thing th- gonna be Tito.
3: Here's another thing about this video. Like, look, it's kiss. I don't want, I don't want like a short film for your video. Like, I want, I want to see kiss.
0: Like, and I, n- I, know they're in the video, but I don't want to see this. You don't, you don't want to see a gang violence message before the video starts about the, threat oh. of gang violence. No, that's no. It's, no. it's kiss stuff. But not enough. Look, your liner notes are giving me PSAs about AIDS, and now you have videos about gang violence. Settle <laughs> down wimpy gang members that bring out a six a six-shoot revolver and like, "Ooh, I'm a tough guy with this." I mean, come <laughs> on. I think Gene has this look in the video where he's like, mm, Hey now." Ooh. <laughs> Tito, I can be the king of the streets too. Yeah, it's, it's, there's an yeah. uncensored version and a regular version. The uncensored version shows the guns and the other one does not. I didn't know if you knew Ooh, that. very scary the other thing I noticed is Gene is wearing these jeans in this video. Oh, they yeah. are fucking like mom jeans galore. Yep. They are yep. fucking height. Yeah, so, so tight and so fucking hiked up high. Like fucking up to his nipples. Fucking high. He's got he's got one of those friggin' gunts. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> fucking mob jeans it Reminds me of Dice Is fucking Wiping his pancreas <laughs> I don't know It's just But the song Let's get back to the song The song is fantastic yeah. It's not a very like typical Kiss song, no. it is a Bon Jovi "Living on a Prayer" type of song. I think Tommy writes about it and talks about, it, excuse me, and uh, Kiss behind the mask, or he says, you know, this was the time when they weren't doing; they were doing like message songs, not uh, "fuck me" songs, which yeah. I like both. But yeah, it's true; they were doing those types of songs. Yeah, um, and, and anybody,
3: and anybody out there, um, I, I know, I know, there's a lot of people out there who love Ace. Let me just tell you right now, Ace's version of this is horrible. It is, <laughs> it is, it is not good. You need Paul's voice to sing this song and make it sound the way it's meant to, to be. Ace, Ace, just it brings the song down. It's just, it's not good. That's just my opinion, obviously. But it, I think his version blows.
0: Good luck dealing with all the fucking Ace hater, Ace lovers out
3: there. Well, a, I, 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 no, no,
0: I love Ace too, but his version of the song compared to Paul singing it, it's not even close. It's bad. Yeah. All right, so let's find out if we're uh, a prisoner of love.
3: Yeah, another song here where uh, our friend Bruce is uh, not a huge fan of this uh, he says that Gene turned Prisoner of Love into a shuffle and it wasn't he said it was very frustrating for me I had a really cool Def Leopardy guitar thing going and um, had a great groove to it um, but Gene was like uh, Bruce we need to change this into a shuffle this is Gene Simmons <laughs> From Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, I like I like the song. I, I, look, you're talking to a guy who thinks Hot in the Shade is one of the best albums. So right off the bat, you know, you got to listen to my kind of cr- analysis here, with however you want. Uh, it's not a great song. I think it's got another cool chorus. Um, Gene sounds pretty good. I kind of like the little shuffle groove
0: to it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of this song. The song is written by Gene and Bruce Kulick. I like the solo, but yes. that's about it. I solo think this, is cool. for me, when they talk about songs that they would cut, this would be it. I wouldn't cut it because I'll listen to it, but this would be one of them. Um, so I'm going to move us along and get to the good stuff. Was pour some sugar on me by def Le. Oh i'm sorry that was Read my body by paul Stanley and bob halligan jr Who wrote the songs Um paul says That was them venturing into Rap um What was all hell's breaking Loose if that was him break Venturing into rap did you forget That paul what the fuck are you talking About well
3: i think what he means is that 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 all Hell's Breaking Loose had that little bit to it. The, this, this whole song is like a rap. Yeah. But, 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 I, but I like how he clarifies. He says, I'm never going to be Ice-T, Public Enemy, or Tone Loke. <laughs> Tone <laughs>
0: Loke. So I took it to my crib, and everything went well as planned. And when she got her dress, it was a big old mess. Sheena was a man.
3: So I threw her mouth. I don't fool around with no Oscar Maya, wiener. You must be sure that your girl is pure for the funky, cold Medina. You know what I'm
1: saying? Ain't no plans with a man. This is the 80s and locusts down the late. No joke.
0: Break it down.
3: No shit, Paul. Um, This song really is like a just... Absolute ripoff, like a shameless ripoff of Pour Some Sugar on Me. It really is.
0: Yeah, um, I. But I still kind of like it. It's cheesy. It's it's you know, kind of like it. But it's you know, it, it's. This is one of. <laughs> this is Kissel. <laughs> this is Kissel. <laughs> uh, this is what I think of when I think about cheesy going the wrong way. Like, let's. Yeah, like let's put the X in sex can be cleverly cheesy and nice, or it could venture into this.
3: Well, you don't and, think "get to the good stuff" is a good <laughs> lyric? Turn the page. Yeah, you don't like disgusting. it. You know, the best part of the song is at the very end where he's yelling,
0: "Extra, extra, read all about it." <laughs> That's <so good> that, <laughs> I have that written down. <laughs>
1: extra, extra, read all about.
0: Oh my god, it's um, terrible. I like so- the chorus very Def Leppard like. Oh yeah. um, And the only other good part that I really like In the song, is it's very short It's that play between Paul and Gene Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. 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 I love moving?
3: that what, You mean like Eddie Murphy, moving? Yeah, <laughs> moving? Yeah What the fuck is James talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Say about now yeah Do you? Yeah, about yeah. Bambi going, what the fuck is James talking about
3: huh? <laughs> I don't know we're getting paid Keep singing.
0: Oh man. Oh man. Are you ready to move on?
3: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Sometimes fucking love is like a dick slap in the face.
3: So that's love's a slap in the face. Uh, Gene says it's his philosophy about love. <laughs> Gene, what are you, dude? What are you doing here? Um, I, I, I I like the song. I mean, it's it's not. It's again, it's not great, but um, it's catchy. It's it's got a little you know sing along. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a chorus that has na 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 in it. Um, so it's a catchy song it's it's not great but uh you know i like the it's got a cool riff the i like the bass line kind of in the background a little groove to it mm-hmm. uh I, I i enjoy it you know it's not yes. great but i enjoy it
0: written by gene simmons and
3: here he is
0: Vinny poncia <laughs> oh, making his appearance gotta love Vinny poncia poncia <laughs> That is like an inside joke for us, me and you, like, throughout all these years. Like, okay, oh, yep. hey, Vinny Poncia. Poncia. <laughs> it is. I think that, uh, I think it was Bruce that was talking about, like, oh, you know, I think of Bob Ezra and I think of great kiss songs, and I think of Vinnie like, Poncia. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, it's like, I think I'm like <laughs> Dynasty and Unmasked Peter's solo album, like, oh, anyway, loves a slap in the face, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, this is the same. Song I've been calling loves a dick slap in the face since I was in fucking junior high um, I you know I, I like the backing vocals I love the chorus it's got a really good solo on this as well I think it's yeah. a catchy catchy little tune so I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan of this one Yep um, all right ladies here it is
1: There's no denying when I look in your eyes, girl I'm
0: Forever written by Paul Stanley and Michael Bolton Reached number eight On the charts And it was the second Single and I was looking at the video just now Before we came on earlier 57 million views not sure how many more Kiss videos there are that have more than that Um Thoughts The song is <clears throat> excuse me the song in
3: my opinion is absolutely perfect uh it is in my opinion and i'm not saying this as a kiss fan i'm a fan of the 80s 90s you know power ballad stuff i think this is probably the most perfect one that's ever been written um i i, I love this song to this day i think it still sounds terrific uh it has the, the the harmony The the bridge to the chorus is one of my favorite parts of the song And then the chorus kicks in, and Paul just sounds spectacular. Um, One of my all-time favorite Kiss solos is in this song, that that acoustic solo by Bruce. Um, It's just a perfect song. I think it's just a spectacularly written and performed song, and I I I love it to this day. And uh, it's just a really, it's just an excellently crafted song. I have nothing bad to say about this song.
0: Yeah, Paul wanted more of a Zepp. Feeling Led Zeppelin feeling, so he asked Bruce to play it with the acoustic guitar rather than yep. electric. Yep, Phil Ashley. This is the only other song that he plays keyboards on. Um, it was number one most requested video a bunch of times on MTV. Yep, uh, first top 40 song since I uh, um, since I was made for loving you. Yep, um, so that's a big deal, and it was a top 10 song.
3: And I, uh, lo- I, I, I love the video. I love that the, that washed out kind of glow that the video has. And the thing I love about the video too is, I know this is going to sound kind of cheesy here, the band looks so happy throughout the performance. Like Gene just has like a smile on his face. Eric looks great. You know, God rest his soul, Bruce. And it, 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 I just love everything about this song. And, and, and the video just adds to it for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I would go as far as to say it's the best video they probably did. Um, Maybe. I, It makes me like the song more. It I appreciate all of a sudden Eric's playing on it. Like, like if you watch the video, I think he's shown almost as much as Gene is. Bruce is not shown at all. I don't know who the fuck filmed that video. They have him for the the solo. Yeah, and you can't see because I want to see what guitar he's playing in the beginning. Like I'm trying to, I was trying to check it out. I can't see it. Yeah, it's he's shown from the back because the stage keeps moving around or the. Basically, the camera is moving around, yeah. but it's got his back to it. Bruce's back to it. Gene is front, and Paul is constantly shown, and Eric is highlighted tremendously. He should be. The drums on that are awesome. He does such yeah. a great job. And you're right about a happy time in the band. This is the problem with this, is it gets me sad yeah. when I see this because it's like this is the foreboding, knowing like Uh oh! I know what's gonna happen. It's like watching your TV show of your favorite, and watching it again over and over, and you know your favorite character's just about to die. Yeah, and watching that with Eric and where he was and how happy the band was and how perfect everything was, it's it's really you know heart wrenching. It's um you know, and I'm happy that Eric's it looks so good and so in play so great, but. You know it's hard to see It's hard to see sometimes And um but The video makes this song even better Um I You're right this to me Is what you would call a power ballad Mm -hmm. Um And it's certainly one of the best from that Era it is not Cheesy it is not like You know it it doesn't come Across as cheesy to me It doesn't come across and You know maybe he was looking for a hit and to cover that error, but it doesn't come across as forced or contrived. you know? Yeah. I think this song comes out as genuine, and uh, I can't say enough about it. It's a beautiful song. And um, anything else before no, we go, I, I think this
3: has potential to uh, uh, this has potential to go up against um, it's going to be interesting, you know briefly talking about the tournament. This is in the bracket with unholy So it's going to be interesting to see What kind of mood people are in Are they in an angry mood and want to vote for unholy Or are they feeling love in the air Because that, that is a showdown right there If it ends up being that Guys
0: are voting on the pool There's no way that it's going to win
3: Well if I can say something If I can give some kudos to our our, our buddy Chris From Pod of Thunder He picked forever to win the entire bracket Yeah so um, we'll see. Yeah, I think, I I think, think it's a. Gr- I think it's a great song, and I'll tell you right uh, now, Unholy is probably my favorite song from this entire era. I would have no problem if Forever beat it, though, because I think it's just a, a perfect song.
0: Yeah, but I'm thinking out loud. There's not many other than I'm thinking right, Cara, the the Kiss Cabana Cruise <laughs> consultant. Um, the fucking greatest I, name. <laughs> yeah, I think she's one of the few females that are interacting on the on this poll. And I, like, her? Yeah, I can see her picking it. Guys? I'm oh, macho. I'm going to pick Unholy. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Which is, I'm not going to get a sidetrack, which leads us to how did people do the polls? I did the polls knowing what the fucking Kiss Army was going to vote on. Not my favorite. Right. That's why it's different. Right. Um, I feel the Kiss Army is going to say, oh, yeah, forever. No way. Unholy. Right. And you know what? Overall, Forever is probably a better song. We'll Fine. see Depends on your mood Depends on your mood Yeah, exactly <sighs> Let's go see uh, Give me a break In Nell Carter
1: Here we are Face to face A couple of silver spoons Hoping to find We're two of a kind Make it a go
3: Here we are face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Oh, wait, wait, wrong, wrong version of silver spoon. said it before i'm going to say it again should have been an absolute of a monster hit this song is one of the best songs on this album and you could you're not going to argue that it's the best song on the album one of the best songs great chorus great flow great groove paul sounds spectacular on it another sing-along chorus um it's just such an amazing song and how can you not love the ending of the song when those background singers
0: kick in oh zeus can't you just picture it too like this the scene in the church and these big fat women are just like singing right behind paul and you mean you mean the sisters of no mercy yeah that's That's, that's who they are charlotte crossley valerie pinkston and kim edwards brown that's right um Paul said he knew he would be somebody, and that's what the song was about. He says it's his favorite song. And if you think about it, maybe this is his, his dipping his toes in the whole soul station fucking revival, yeah, train, whatever the hell he's got going on, right? Soul train station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um maybe that was what got into it by putting this on the album. Um Bon Jovi type themes, yep. good lyrics, strong melodies. Um, and again, you know, I just don't try to tell me where you're going or what you're doing. Where I'm from, everybody's somebody. I it, know. Reminds, it reminds me, have you ever seen the skit, the SNL skit? <laughs> everybody's getting something with something claws. Oh, yeah, you always get a visit from something claws. Who's that? Yeah, Everybody getting something. Everybody getting something. Everybody's been multi. Everybody's got thoughts. If
3: you've been caught stuff, send Here comes something for everybody's getting something. Everybody's getting something. <laughs> yes.
0: Something claws. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what he's what he was said. Everybody's somebody. Okay, Paul. I
3: know. Paul, sl- settle down with the PSAs, buddy. Relax. <laughs> but
0: again with the spoken words. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. right. You're right. Yep. Um I don't know. I I think this is a fant fucking fantastic song. By the way, it was written by Paul and again Vinnie Poncia.
3: Yeah, he does himself some justice here in on this one. He kind of saves himself from uh some of the other trash that he's written, but fucking Silver Spoon is a killer.
0: Yeah. Um ooh. got some Cadillac dreams coming up, buddy baby let's go Poncia is on a roll. He wrote this one with Gene. Um, Gene says he doesn't like the final kiss version. He always says the demos. Oh, you got heard the the demos. Fucking the greatest. Always. Oh, he's got, always. she oh, has got these stories. Oh, you. The fish that was on my line was the biggest. of all. Time. Oh, you seen that girl I just hooked up with? <laughs> what girl? You know, you didn't know her. She lives in Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't look like you're doing any business. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's talking about the success. Cadillac meant success to people in New York growing up. Um, I feel like this song is Gene's non-makeup theme. Like, what's the phrase that I'm looking up? Like, he has a theme about himself, like the God of Thunder, his signature song. This song is his other one, non-makeup. This song is fucking horrible. <laughs>
3: I, I I can't I can't and I <laughs> and I and I and I love this album. This song is a fucking mess. And and just when you think the song can't be any more of a mess, let's throw in some saxophones at the end of it, shall we? Oh, I like the brass in it. It's, it's, in it. Oh,
0: I like that.
3: The song is terrible. And, and and him sitting there screaming, money, money, that's what I want. You talk about something not aging well thirty <laughs> years later. Just <laughs> not. That's good. Gene. He's being himself. I want money, money. Yeah, that's all. And then Vinny Pontius says, I think the best song I ever wrote with Gene was Cadillac Dreams. That's the best song you ever wrote. Yes. With Why oh. not? Horrible. But it's got that whole like
0: era of um, you know, like smoking in the boys room and dude looks like a lady when they were yeah. doing like the, you can hear the horns in the background. Yeah, stuff. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was kind of big. Pat Regan plays the brass on this. Ugh. Um, You know, I just, I i think this is fantastic oh, You think, uh, wait, hold on wait, wait. You think Cadillac Dreams is fantastic Um, I do I Kay. do, I love this song I think it's a great theme for Gene Okay uh, Yeah, dig this Good words again Gene Yuck. plays rhythm guitar on this So, Ugh. anyways Ready Move to go to on. the next one?
3: Let's go to a good one Okay of hearts a song another one like silver spoon that i say could have been a monster hit um great song another another great chorus paul just singing his ass off vinnie poncia says at that time we were competing with all the bon jovi songs those are the kind of songs that set the template for what was going on Um, he loved living on a prayer like they they come right out and say it you know they're writing those kinds of songs they're 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 admitting it Um, you know Bruce, uh, he, he, you know, he, it's too bad. He says, you know, I think, I think it's a very compromised albums. I don't have very fond thoughts about many of those songs. Like ugh, that makes me sad. Cause I love Bruce and I love this album, but I don't know. I think it's a great song.
0: I like this song a lot. You're right. It's living on a prayer. Great lyrics, storytelling. Um, <laughs> I like in the beginning where Paul does a whole deuce thing. Do it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> right? Um, nice coring the chorus. The backing vocals are fantastic. Yes. Um, I think Ke- I thought the drums are excellent. I noticed the drums, and then I felt guilty because it's Kevin Valentine on the drums. I know. Again, why? Why? Ugh. You have Eric Carr. What the fuck do you need to use? Uh, I don't get it. Um, well, I don't. know I like the part after the second verse when he's singing the song. He goes, "Bang bang." What oh, does I he say? That. Yeah I think he's saying is, bad bad Is he bad bad or bam bam or bang bang I don't know I, I couldn't maybe, see it in the lyrics Is he saying so
3: he's, he's not saying bam bam Bigelow <laughs> No
0: he's not saying <laughs> bam bam Bigelow The wrestler <laughs> um, I don't know what he's saying but regardless the song is great Paul and Vinnie Pontia Are writing the song um, I I like it I think it's another one of those deep cuts That I wish would get more Love and listen Sometimes and, and Kiss fans are got closed minds about these kind of things. And and how and
3: how pissed were we when this went up against King of the Mountain and it fucking lost? Oh my
0: God! This is such a better song than King of the Mountain. The that's King not of even the Close, King of the Shithill, as I call it. Oh, it's uh, that I could
3: not believe that uh, the, the love for King of the Mountain is just absurd. But Sunny I mean, Pony and his minions and his burner accounts. God damn you!
0: <laughs> yeah, ready to go.
3: Let's go. Look
1: out, look out. Hey man, gotta take a stand. So you well, i
3: The street giveth and the street taketh away. I'm gonna tell you right now, love this song. I love the chorus to this song. Another sing-along chorus. It's stupid. The title is stupid. Maybe they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just it's silly. Maybe they're stupid. Yeah, it's just it's a silly thing, but I I I I don't know. I find myself just enjoying this song. I I just love the chorus. I think that's the thing that that carries the song for me. Cuz the, the verses are a little bit, you know, it's like hey man, like all right Gene relax. You know, <laughs> but but I I the the uh yeah, that chorus takes me. I I I like it a lot.
0: Uh Tommy playing that uh, again acoustic guitar. Yes. Yep. Right, electric yep. acoustic guitar there. Yep. Um Tommy came up the riff. The song was written by Gene and Tommy Thayer. Uh, Tommy came with the riff, Gene came in with the lyrics A Mick Jabber, Jagger type Lyrics talking about the streets Okay uh, I like the breakdown towards the end When the music stops and then the acoustic guitar Plays again, remember? Yes. Yeah. And, and then it kicks, kicks up in And yeah. then that chorus, I love that chorus See, the chorus is great And then, and then you gotta love this
3: line Hot, uh, That's the thing I like about songs on Hot in the Shade They weren't just the tits and ass Rock and roll, they were songs about Life experiences
0: Okay. Settle down. All (laughs)
1: right. So
0: now we're up to, oh, yeah, here we go. Hate Myself for Loving You. I mean, You Love Me to Hate You. Uh, written by Paul in uh, Desmond Child. Uh, quite possibly one of my favorite deep cut kiss songs of all time. Um, I love Paul's, um, you know, singing. And then he would get into his voice. Just hits different l- octaves. Or he just goes up high. You know, Paul singing the lead. And- girl you want me to and when he sings that whole part that whole section of the song feel the bill of my need all that stuff i fucking love that you know and uh again why is kevin valentine on the drums they do sound awesome but why is he on the drums on this there's a nice solo there again um great great song can't say enough about it
3: Yeah, uh, ditto on pretty much all that Because we share an absolute love for this song Uh, Just a shame that it never became a hit Because it's just, like you said It's got another one of those rising choruses A great bridge Um, Yeah, it's just
0: an awesome song I love it Yeah, it's got one of the all-time cheesy song uh, lyrics And a big kudos out to our buddy Jimmy Who loves this song Oh yeah You're like a cat on a hot tin roof Love you when you scratch and bite or relax. (laughs) Everybody needs to relax. (laughs) Settle down, Bob Dylan. Yep. Love it. All right. So let's go. This song is somewhere between heaven and hell. Here we go.
3: Somewhere between heaven and hell. Um, I'm a fan. I love the beginning of it. You hear the little. You hear like kind of like the little like the the strings of the guitar, kind of like, and then it kind of kicks in. You got the drums. Then you got that little groovy kind of bass line going there. And Then Gene kicks in. Um, I, you know, I think that we said this before. This album just has a ton of a ton of deep cuts. It it might it might not be one of the greatest songs on the album. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's kind of a, a kind of got a, a little vibe to it that uh, I enjoy. I I like it.
0: Yeah. Written by Gene and Vinnie Poncia comes in yeah. strong again. Uh, again, yep. Do you know what yep. this do you know what the beginning sounds like? It sounds like the beginning to Henry Mancini's the Peter Gunn theme. Oh yeah. That TV theme. Yep, right? I know it that's yep. what it sounds like. Yep. Um I love it. Another deep cut. Yep. That is, uh, you know, a, a pretty good. You know, Vinny Poncia with his somewhere between heaven and hell. Um, what has he got? King of Hearts, Cadillac Dreams. Uh, what else did he do? He's got. And, uh, uh, and Loves a Slap in the Face and Silver Spoon. Yeah. Fuck, he did a great job.
3: Yeah, he had a good run. Yeah, uh, I and this yeah. album
0: at least I think so yeah. So let's go To our sentimental song Here for us um, Eric Carr's Little Caesar Hit it
3: It's a great song. Um, it's a shame that that Eric didn't have more opportunities to sing. He was with the band for so long on so many albums. And um, this is a song that, you know, early on, I, I wasn't that huge of a fan. Um, I think it's a funky song. I think Eric sounds great. Another great chorus. Uh, another really cool riff that kind of carries the song. Um, you know, and I wish we heard more from Eric.
0: Yeah, this was written by Eric Gene Simmons and Adam Mitchell. Uh Eric plays the bass guitar on this as well. Bruce plays all the guitars. Um, it obviously it started as uh Ain't That Peculiar, which is on the box set, you guys can hear. Um, and it has those actual Marvin Gaye lyrics in it from Ain't That yeah. Peculiar. Yep. Um, Eric submitted three songs. One was a ballad, which you're not gonna beat up forever. The other was an ACD type, ACDC type of song, and he said. Then he threw this one in, almost like a goof. And Gene's like, "I like that song. I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss." From Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and so I think uh, I think that they made a good call. I love the lyrics. Um, I wish oh, yeah. I wish this was recorded on a better sound. Um, the production on this, and we didn't really get to that part yet. Oh, I talk, about to talk about it now. About it, Go ahead, talk about it. It's horrible. Yes, horrible. it's awful. So you know how I, I'm—I edit all these songs, all these albums, and all that stuff. Yeah. I can tell from the you know the audacity that I use and all the other electronics I put it up there. The sound quality of this is horrible. You can Thin, see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I can, physically. I can see how much different. Yeah. It. let me put yeah. this track up on any other track that Kiss has, and this is so much smaller. Yeah. Um it's just what the fuck yeah. on this. Um I wish it was better and I wish there was a better cleaner version of Little Caesar. Eric tears it up. I I I think the lyrics are awesome about fighting back and rocking it hard enough. Oh, I love it. It's just it's a good good way to him to have at least you know, symbolize his contribution on Kiss and it it kind of shows the potential if they actually gave him a shot.
3: Oh, I agree. I mean, when we talk about, you know, especially with the, with the tournament going on right now, cause young and wasted is still in there. You see Eric singing, having vocals on that and the live version of that when they play, the guy could sing, you know, and it's just, I don't know if it was an Eric thing or if it was a Paul and Gene thing, but, uh, you know, you just wish there was a little bit more from him. And it's interesting too, cause this is the first non-Paul Gene vocal since Dark Light on The Elder by Ace. Yep. You know, think of that. That's, that's, yep. cra- that's crazy. Um, yep. But uh, it's it's a fun song. I think Eric Eric does a nice job. I think it's a nice tribute to him to, that this song is out there. And, you know, you got Ain't That Peculiar on the box set, pretty much the exact same song. Vocals are switched yeah. up a little bit, but.
0: Yeah, and uh, God bless Eric That's a great tune, a great way to at least to remember him by yep. um, So let's end this album um, Right now This is Boomerang by Gene Simmons from Kiss. (laughs) And Bruce wrote this song. I have hated this song. Listening to this album, I don't hate it as much. What the fuck? I've been shitting on Boomerang for so long. I don't hate it as much. It's still bad, but it's not as fucking like, oh, Boomerang. It's just another Kiss doing Give me more. I'm alive. Those fast kiss songs that I think are throwaways, but then they grow on me because I don't listen to them as much. And it's almost like discovering a lost kiss song. Like, oh, we're gonna put this on the box, and you're like, oh wow, I didn't know this existed. So I got back into it. It's speed metal, like I said. And Bruce, not bad. It was a shredder. Does a great job on this. Paul fucking hates this song. and It's in behind the. Behind <laughs> they talk about how much Paul A's this song um, again ends the album have mercy like with the spoken word again what the fuck oh and there was spoken word in Little Caesar 2 before that I am
3: so glad that you said this about Boomerang because this afternoon I went for a run and I was listening to this entire album on shuffle and this song came on and, I, and I, I'll be honest with you I don't remember the last time I listened to this song from start to finish. Cause if it comes up on shuffle, I'm like, ah, whoa, now <laughs> the song is not good, but I actually started to feel bad. I'm like, do I kind of like this song? I, I uh, am I enjoying this song right now? Cause I found myself like, okay, it's not good, but Eric sounds fucking amazing. His drums are just off the rails. And then Bruce comes in with a solo. And I'm like, all right, this is, Semi tolerable. The best part. Po- the, the song is great when Gene is not singing. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, oh, when it's just. G-
0: just do us a favor. Just don't sing. Oh, well, okay.
3: If it was like an instrumental with with just Bruce and Eric, because when when it's just that, it, the song is not bad. But then and then Gene comes in and it and then the chorus is like boomerang. I'm like, oh no 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 no. But it it deserves to be the last song on the album. What <laughs> do? But I like I like Bruce in the book He says I think I was high When I wrote this <laughs> <laughs> No shit
1: <laughs> Oh man <What's>
3: Gene's excuse <laughs> He doesn't have one He doesn't need one He's Gene Simmons <laughs> From Kiss <laughs> oh, wow.
0: So That is the 15 songs From Hot in the Shade What do you think uh, look, I love the album. Um uh,
3: it's one of my favorite non-makeup albums. I mean it it you know, it's not better than Revenge, it's not better than Lick It Up. But I I like it. It's got a, it's it's a it's a poppy fun sing-along type of album. Uh I'm, I've always been a fan of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um I look at this and I am what uh, what aggravates me is that people just are dismissive of it. Yep. Yeah. I, I I tell you, I'm telling you, I know they say there's a lot of filler. I fucking listening to this album again so much. There's not that a lot even Betrayed in Prisoner of Love and Boomerang grew on me. Yep. It grew on me. I can't fucking believe it. So I would always say it's got a lot of good songs in the middle um, that I really love. For me, and we're gonna get into our ratings of this yep. shortly. For me, Tom. I I have a lot of these songs as like I would if I put a rating to them as like sevens a yep. lot. Yep. A lot. Maybe a couple one uh eights or nines, but there's a lot of very good songs there. It, it also it ha- helps us. I know people are like in I remember there was somebody out there that was complaining that what we call us a kiss album. This is not very much like kisses lyrically it's not nope. it's a little bit different no nope. but it fits that niche of music that we were into back then yeah right I love this type of music back then I got into all those bands kiss held their own with that kind of music and this isn't really selling out this is r- hard rock music that actually they put some thought into some of their lyrics I thought they did well on this uh I am shocked that this album, is so loathed by many because I think there's a lot of great tunes. The biggest, biggest disappointment on this fucking album is the production and um, the whole demo shit. The whole not having Eric play on every song and um, you know Gene and them skimping out and doing the production themselves It's terrible. Yeah, I don't understand
3: the the, the vitriol that this album gets. It's it's weird because there are hits on it. It's like you know, you bring up Animal Eye. Oh yeah, you know, Crazy Nights or Revenge. Or whatever. for some reason, Hot in the Shade it, like strikes a nerve with people, and I don't know why. And it, it's it, you know, maybe because people think that there's 15 songs on it and there's a lot of filler. There is not a lot to me, like you said. There's not a lot of filler on here. Okay, maybe maybe people think Boomerang or or you know, Cadillac Dreams or, or you know, or whatever song you want to throw in there. You know, somewhere between Heaven and Hell, whatever. There's a lot of listenable songs on here, like really good, like pop rock songs. And like we said, maybe one, maybe one of the problems is lyrically. It's not what people want in a kiss album. I said this exact same thing. When we talked about psycho circus, the problem with psycho circus is those songs lyrically. Aren't really kiss songs, but the problem is those songs suck. Okay. (laughs) That's the, that's the difference. These are well-crafted songs musically Lyrically yeah, okay but but they're, they're melodic they have Great choruses like I've said and I, I just I, I can't wait to Hear the people who say they hate this album and Tell me why they hate it
0: I like to call this album the Forgotten album yeah agreed It's forgotten because crazy Nights is just as polarizing And that's when they really Went after that Bon Jovi The synth and yeah. the keyboards and All that yeah, this is them moving to the middle, and then revenge took over. So people kind of skipped this one over. Ah, fucking hot in the shade, the stupid cover and stuff. Um, you know, but for us, the music stands out. Yeah, this was during the heyday of what's deemed here metal. Yeah, this is at its highest. This is when even shit bands were fucking. There were every single fucking hair band That ever came out of LA Was getting record contracts spent Thrown on MTV And this is where the backlash started After this album Not because of this album per se But during this era Because by the time Revenge came out That hair metal was kind of fucking going out Right So this was at it's you know highest peak So the big point about this is This stood out This could be with all of those I felt this album was perfect Played along with all those other albums out there
3: Absolutely, I agree And, and you're right, you don't hear nobody, nobody talks about this, they talk about Animal Eyes Asylum, Crazy Nights, Revenge And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Heart in the Sheet. Ah, that album sucks
0: Yeah you know, And I don't get it, I just don't get it Yep you know, Oh, so it's not, it's not fucking uh, Firehouse and Colgin, no shit yeah, Nobody's awesome. doing, nobody's writing No one's playing music like Colgin In 1989 And Kiss nope. is not still in 1973 Right. Sorry, yeah. You know, there's, I think I, I'm going to say this out loud. I think the only band I'm thinking of that can kind of was still doing that kind of shit is ACDC. The only ones who can gotta probably play the same music if you put on Back in Black and you put on Razor's Edge, probably. Right? No, you're right. Yeah. So true. Yep. Whatever. Um, you ready to rank these things? Let's do it. All right. Number fifteen for you. Boomerang. Yeah, that's <laughs> I can tolerate it. it still sucks. I well, something's, something's got to be last.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, boomerang for me as well. Number fourteen, Cadillac Dreams. I know you don't like that song. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Uh, for me, Prisoner of Love, okay. which has thrown on me too. Yep, thirteen. Okay. Read my body. Okay, um, thirteen for me. Betrayed. That's grown on me too.
3: Okay, all
0: right. Twelve.
3: Somewhere between heaven and hell.
0: Um, I, 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 I kind of put that one in with, um, the Street Giveth. I think they're very similar, but I like, I like somewhere between heaven and hell a little bit better. Um, I, I, I I just like Gene's vocals on it. So I put in the chorus is better on the Street Giveth. But I like the the singing better on somewhere between. So I'm going to go 12. The street giveth in the street, taketh away. All right. Number 11 to you. Betrayed. Okay. Number 11 to me. Read my body. Okay. Number uh, 10 to you. Prisoner of love. Okay. Um. what do you got? Number 10 for me, somewhere between heaven and hell. Okay. Nine. Number number nine loves a slap in the
3: face. Our first duplicate. Okay. I think I think we're gonna start getting similar here. Number eight, little Caesar.
0: Oh no, we're not. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um so number eight for me, King of Hearts. Ooh, wow. Wow, I won't. I wouldn't put a King of Hearts probably less than a seven. That was my point to you. Okay, it's it's the bottom part of great songs. Wow. Okay, that's how I look at it. All right, everything above it is a great Tom. So it's not like yeah. Go ahead. What
3: am I number seven? Yes, the street giveth and the street taketh away. I love just
0: that chorus. I just love it. Yep, I do too. Uh, Seven for me is. Ooh, I'm gonna rise to it. That's
3: that's my number six. Rise to it.
0: And that's a great song. It is. Yep. Um, six for me. I love Cadillac Dreams. I, you've known that. Oh, for a while. wow. I love Cadillac Dreams. Holy Give me shit. money, money. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. All, All right, five, number five. King of Hearts. Again, great songs we're picking here, guys. Yep. Um number 5 for me Tom hide your heart. Okay. 4 That's my that's my number 4. All right. Number 4 for me. Silver spoon. My god, you have little
3: Caesar ranked higher than silver spoon. Holy fuck. I do. I do. Silver spoon is my
0: number 3. The aforementioned little Caesar number 3. I, I love that song. And it means something to me too when I hear it. it's an Eric song. Yeah. And I have a lot of attachment to that. All right. So it looks like two. looks like we're gonna have the same one and two. Two is forever. I'm thinking out loud that this might be the first time we have duplicates. The first forever is a number two, which is probably an eight or nine for me.
3: Yep. Well, forever is Forever is probably the best song on the album, if that makes sense, but you Love Me To Hate You is my favorite. That's my number one. That's my number one, too. This has never happened. Oh, no. The odds of a 15-track album with us having the same one and two.
0: No, no, no. no. Not only that, the odds of us having a 15-song album and us picking number one, a deep cut. That's true. It's not even a hit. Yeah. Right. It's not like we're going... Okay, we're doing dress to kill. We're both gonna put come on and love me. Right, right. Right? Where that was like, you know, sorry, but that's gotta be number one. Um You Love Me to Hate You. Fucking love that song. Song is you guys out there. I don't want to hear the shit that you're gonna give us about it. Listen to the song over and over again. Paul fucking kills it. And just listen and listen to it for what
3: it is. Don't look for, don't, don't, don't listen to it. And want it to be something else. Just listen to the song for what it is and say it's a a great song.
0: Can I do my toxic kiss voice? Oh, it's not as good as fucking Strange Ways by Ace. (laughs) Of course it's not. It's Uh, better than Strange Ways. It's better than Strange Ways. (laughs) (laughs) I'll piss him off even more. It is. It is better. It's a fucking better song. I loved doing Hot in the Shade. I do love this album. Um, I would put this up. I can't wait till we're done and we start ranking them. Oh, we're almost there now, right? We are. We are going to do that. This is album review. I forgot right. about that. Holy fuck balls! Paul. Oh, I didn't forget. For,
3: well, first, I, first, I, we, first, we got we
0: to do the album cover. Yep. yep. So so far, we've reviewed Kiss, Dress to Kill, Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> uh, Unmasked, Animalize, Hot in the Shade, Cycle Circus. Tom, you had Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons. (laughs) To keep going. (laughs) Dress to Kill, Kiss, Unmasked, Cycle Circus, Animalize. I had Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons from Kiss, Dress to Kill, Kiss the first four we had in order, yeah, for album cover ranking Yep, yep. You went unmasked, cycle circus, animalized. I went cycle circus, unmasked, animalized. I didn't like the cartoon, I didn't like it at all. Okay, um, so where do you put hot in the shade? Uh, I'm gonna drop animalized,
3: animalized is gonna remain dead last because <laughs> it's the f- it's fucking embarrassing and then. I'm going to put hot in the shade second to last. Because we're so just doing number seven. Uh correct. Yeah. So you'll drop animal eyes to number eight.
0: Yep. Yes. Uh, you know what, my friend? I am in agreement with you. Yeah. Um, I cannot I mean I don't want to think that far ahead, but I cannot think of the album cover that I'm gonna say is worse than Animal Eyes. Um, but hot in the shade should be towards the bottom. Not a very good cover at all. No, it's not. It's all not. Right. So, let's go to albums Uh, Albums Uh that we've Ranked, okay So, we have Reviewed, so far Same, once again, I'm gonna repeat them Kiss Dress to Kill, Rock and Roll Over Gene Simmons This is so stupid (laughs) From Kiss (laughs) Unmasked Animalize hot in the shade and psycho circus. You had dressed to kill as your favorite album, kiss next, rock and roll over third, fourth was unmasked, fifth was Gene Simmons.
1: (laughs) Just keep going (laughs) from Kiss.
0: Animalize and Psycho Circus. Okay. I had as my number one rock and roll over Kiss. We both had Kiss a second and Dressed to Kill third. Animalize, Psycho Circus, Gene Simmons from Kiss and Unmasked uh, as my last.
3: Fucking Unmasked la- you had You had Psycho Circus higher than Unmasked. What is wrong with you, dude?
0: That is still a travesty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Have you... <laughs> Have you heard of Shandy? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, go ahead. Anyways, so um This is ugly. I don't know. Where really... are you gonna put um, Hot in the Shade? Because Oof. it's funny, when you look at our list, when you go psych hot in the shade, it's very different from a lot of those albums on there.
3: It is. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do here. mean, uh...
0: you go first? I can go first. Because yeah. you did the albums first. Yeah, you go, right. go, you go. All right. So I would put Hot in the shade as my fourth favorite, right underneath dress to kill. Okay, and then it would be so I would go rock and roll over, kiss, dress to kill, hot in the shade, animalize, psycho circus, Gene Simmons from kiss, and then unmasked.
3: Where are you oh, putting boy. on the shade? This is tough because I just sang – I sang praises of Hot in the Shade, and I do love Hot in the Shade. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But I think I like Unmasked a little bit more. Okay. So I'm going to put it right behind Unmasked and above Gene Simmons. Okay.
0: From Kiss.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it, it, it could flip. Tomorrow, you could ask me, and I could have those flip, but it, it would – it would be four and five are going to be that, so I, I, I like Unmasked a little bit more, uh, and I love Hot in the Shade, but yeah,
0: yeah, no, no, I, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, there was some songs on Animalize I really liked. Um, Psycho Circus had a lot of filler. Uh, Gene Simmons had filler, and Unmasked had some songs I fucking hated. I hate Tomorrow. I hate Shandy. Yeah. I hate uh, what's that other one that Paul does. Easy it's as easy as it seems. As seen, like, yeah, just uh, terrible. I, I skipped them. Yeah, uh, and then no, I'm not a big fan of uh, the other one. Is that you? Uh, um, which I will post on the internet. I got Tom. I didn't show you this yet. I got uh, in. It came in today. Okay. Kiss this bootleg CD. Holy shit, dude! What is live that? live in Rome? August twenty ninth, nineteen eighty. Oh the shit. The reason why I wanted this bootleg, and it the quality is what you would expect. Yeah. Um, is because I felt that era, right? The unmasked tour was play songs that most obscure live songs from KISS. Yeah, yeah. Everything else would have play all the great songs that we know. What's they, the set they, list? Oh uh, on this one. Bonus. Intro. Intro Detroit Rock City Colgin Strutter Calling Dr. Love Sounds familiar? Yeah, no shit However huh? Is that you Firehouse Talk to me You're all that I want And that's the only reason I got oh, this That's your favorite I wanted one to, off the, yep. Yeah, I want to hear it 2,000 man Ace guitar solo I was made for loving you Side 2 Disc 2 New York Groove Love Gun Gene Simmons Bass solo God of Thunder, Eric Carr, Drum Solo, Rock and Roll Night, Shout out loud, King of the Nighttime World, and Black Diamond. Wow, that's, that's not fucking cool. Where that's are you going to get songs like Honestly? Is that you? Talk to me. Two Thousand Man, um, You're All That I Want, New York Groove on a on a live album, and King of the Nighttime World. Yeah, you're never right. You're not going to get that anywhere. So think of the other tour. Yeah. When you go through the other tours, by the time they start going around in Creatures, because they're not doing anything on The Elder, they're scrapping a lot. They're not playing any of the 79 through 80 songs. No. All those solo Black black Diamond, uh, solo songs, all those uh, Unmasked, uh, Dynasty, they're gone. They're not doing that shit anymore. They're going to heavy. So, But before um, the Dynasty Unmasked tour and solo and stuff, they're playing... You're gonna get the you're gonna get the songs that we already have on a million compilations. Yep. So I feel like that unmasked tour is the sweet spot for me. Uh, just a conversation piece out there, gentlemen. I will put this out. I'll take. I took some photos of the album. I'll post them shortly. Um, but, anyways, that's where we rank these. Me and Tom have been keeping track of all these. We actually been keeping track of every album and every song, but we're not gonna do that right now. No. um at the end, when we're done with all the compilations, we'll <laughs> post, and you guys can see our rankings for every kiss song, from yeah every kiss album. Um, so anything else, buddy? Or are we on to questions? Yeah, questions. So this is a question from a uh, a, a new fan.
3: This is from Facebook. His name is Virgil Stay. He's from Minnesota. And he says, hi, guys, just found you. I'm on episode 10. I got, uh, yeah. Hey, guys, just found you. Love you. I'm on episode 10. Um, I got the Destroyer album when I was five. I've been a fan ever since. Question. Oh, God, this is good. Do you have any personal stories that are akin to what happens in the Detroit Rock City movie? Peace out girl scout. Okay. You know, the Detroit rock city movie and all the shit they got into. Um, as far as kiss is concerned. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guess maybe he's anything, anything from a concert or anything kind of, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I've had a million fucking things happen to me. I got a million stupid stories I could share. Why don't Solid you one. go first? Why don't, Why don't you, you, go first? You, you
3: no, you you got a million. You go first. I want to think of no, something. No, but good. they're not
0: con they're not concert like stories. I'd have to think about which ones they are. Um, you know, I mean, I'm thinking out loud, me and you've been to how many times we've seen Kiss. Obviously, I want you sticks out. Yeah, um that, I that's think, what
3: I always think of.
0: Yeah, and that's the story that i would probably share with everybody yeah and, uh, and
3: virgil if you don't know the i want you story check out the the i think it would think that was the episode where we reviewed rock and roll over
0: yeah it's uh it's quite it was quite an experience for those around us um what about you god i don't know i've i've seen
3: that movie a lot i love it eventually we'll, we'll do an episode on it but those guys got into some shit and i don't think uh I know me and you have never gotten into anything like that. Personal stories like Detroit Rock City, God, I mean.
0: So I'm no, I'm forgetting the plot and all that. I mean, I knew the plot, but I'm forgetting a lot of the part of the story. So maybe I'll have to circle back to this, and when we do the review of the album at some point, because I'm forgetting a lot of what happened. To be yeah,
1: honest.
3: I, I honestly, the first thing that comes into my mind was that that that. Episode with the fucking guy in front of us with Murph when he almost fucking beat everybody up because he found out Strutter wasn't in the friggin' set list. The guy was like, he was like, he was like the most normal like dad looking guy, yeah. and then he's like, oh 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 yeah, well, when are they playing Strutter? Oh, it's on the set list. What
1: the fuck? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was a he was a what you would call a close talker. <laughs> oh god, he's nice, bit of a close talker. A what? You'll see. Hey, Virgil, nice. thank you for the question,
3: and thanks for being a fan of the show. Maybe if, if we can think of something a little bit better, we'll uh, we'll add to it, but that's an interesting question, and we will definitely do something on the Detroit Rock City movie for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, Tom, where can people find us?
3: Uh, our email address is shoutedoutloudcast at gmail.com, and we're on all the social medias, as you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Look for us there uh we're part of the fabulous pantheon podcast uh group check them out online they're also on all the social medias and then you can hear us any way you can hear a podcast all the big ones you know iTunes Google Play Spotify Stitcher iHeartRadio Pandora um they're they're everywhere uh if you happen to listen to some random podcast platform and you can't find us let us know right away but we should be out there everywhere
0: yes absolutely and please give us one of those five star child reviews that people can find our podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, PodChaser, wherever you can. It helps us. One of those five star reviews. I think we got one, Tom, didn't we? Well, you, something you want to talk about? Yeah, we got a couple of reviews. We got one from uh, this is from
3: Weasel Drummer. Okay great podcast i really like the show being a kiss fan listening to different topics even though i may not agree with the host's views all the time that's what makes kiss fans so passionate and great all right that's a good one uh i think we got another one too that we want to talk about correct
0: um yeah but let's dither for a little while let's what (laughs) sorry dither what does is, what, what
3: is dither mean? Like you just what, fuck what?
0: around and fucking just do, waste time and shit. Why? Because I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> okay. So this
3: one comes from Clyde's dad. Um, okay, Clyde, I'm, I'm I'm glad you listened to the show. His headline of his review is too much gibber jabber in the beginning. <laughs> so I, I don't know if Mr. T wrote this. You met guys jibber-jabbering. <laughs> Cut out the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your dang pahole. I hope you guys read this, but the meandering talk at the beginning <laughs> that goes on for 20-plus minutes may be fun for you, but it was a drag for me. You may want to edit your shows a little. Okay, I'm going to say this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the review. However, I- I'm not sure what your experience is with podcasts because that's what people do. They 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 catch up, we shoot the shit, we talk sh- we, we, we Zeus and I have been friends for a hundred years. So when we hit record, we're not like, all right, track one on hot in the shade. What do you think?
1: <laughs> oh cool, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So that doesn't happen uh, again. I respect your review, and I thank you for taking the time to write one. And uh, I hope you continue to listen to us. Uh, but it, but if the if the jibber jabbering is not for you, <laughs> then the show might not be for you. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: like, anyways, I just like, it's like well, I'm not happy with this. Well, gee, I you know we weren't entertaining. Should I should I start juggling for you? What else should I do for you? Like, it's kind of like. We're trying to make you happy.
3: Well, no, it's like it reminds me of the Jerky Boys. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you.
0: <laughs> <Shibber-chat>. <laughs> um, So
1: Anyways.
0: I've got another uh, long email to read here. It's long, sorry. so be careful. Um, so this is from Rushesley uh, Lee Lifeson slash Peart. Still Rush. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. Awful. Still awesome. Staying at home with all this bullshit going around has been great, catching up on all the other podcasts. But you guys, in capital letters, I listen to upon release every week. I have to say, after all this time, you guys are still great. Your chemistry is awesome. One of the rare podcasts where your banter flows, capital letters. The Annoying (laughs) Kiss podcast, they constantly step on each other or the leader. (laughs) I didn't didn't realize he said someone's name here. Oh, Uh, yeah, I think it's the guy, the leader from Three Sides, uh, Brandvold, um, seems to have the unwritten upper hand that when he talks or even over the guests that all. Are to shut up when he starts to <laughs> stammer and talks louder than them to get them to stop talking. You guys are natural. So easy to listen to. Total buffoons. Um, thanks. Total buffoons. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Um, fully and fully enjoyable. It almost sounds scripted, capital letters, because you and Tommy... Seem to finish each other's sentence like Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how good you guys are. The drops that you are starting to add in Uh-oh. are great too. Still love the jerky boy stuff. The two bar stuff brought back memories too. It all ties into our age era. Always funny when Murph is on because his voice is so markedly different than both of <laughs> yours in pitch. You know what that means. You know what? You no, know, you know what that means. Yet, he always <laughs> delivers the goods. I nice. Here, is there an insinuation there about our friend Murph? I don't know what he's implying there. He's implying that he loves Murph. Take it yep. at that. You know what that means. Murph Murph, Murph is about as happily married and with what? Three lovely kids, right? Three kids.
3: Four or five. Is this another guy? Is this another email asking if we're married? Like the one we had from the
0: bonus episode with Sonny. <laughs> What's that one? He goes, I'm married. I got a I got a girlfriend on the side. I got a I got a wife on the side. What's that fucking problem? <laughs> I don't Um listening to Stuart the other day. Oh boy. Yes, I do, because at least he has some current info on the music genre. And he always goes into the lip sync too late to leave the party. Yada yada yada. Every time he interviews someone Always thinks of you guys 100% when he goes into that stuff Ad nauseum Love the band impressions But when you both do Paul at the same time with That deep affected voice And list It's gold Jerry Kills all the other ones Funny how Peter's impressions Is down to basically Listen fuckos And (laughs) enter something here Or I quit and that's it Good stuff my favorite impression lately is this. Oh, I'm not gonna say this. Zeus is with his. I'm not gonna say his name. Okay. With his fit, f- first printing posters and how it's time to eat. <laughs> I totally, I totally get that. Within it ten is. seconds into the show, I gotta go eat every fucking single time. For I can't remember how long now. <laughs> and so, and, <laughs> As far as Joey Quesadilla. <laughs> I think he means Joey Quesada. Ugh. Yeah, I'm from New York too. And we would school your Bean Town asses, oh whether it's stickball or wiffleball. Stick you might ball. want to look up uh, what, what, what the fuck is this? I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> you might me. want to look up his LinkedIn account though you, you would want to chuckle and change his name to Joey Licious. Anthony. Oh P.S. Yeah. Poony is your bitch, Tommy. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I think Anthony hit on so many fucking sensitive things in this fucking email. Dude, that I email probably a... should have proofread it before yeah. I went through it. That email is amazing. Are we sure that...
3: I th- that might be... did. Maybe maybe Murph wrote that email
0: I don't know There was a lot of sensitive Shit in there I probably shouldn't have read And I'll probably regret it and edit it out Later why Terrific! I love it Uh, Joey Kaysen
3: I love it hey thanks for the email that we
0: love We love that I don't care what's in it that was awesome Oh my god (laughs) I just fucking unbelievable Anyways as we Always end our show Tommy Famous last words
3: Stone cold and all alone, and you're wearing everything you own. They bury your flesh and strip your soul, but underneath, you got a heart of gold.
0: Settle down, Gene Simmons. Exactly. From (laughs) KISS. (laughs) I have to be a mind reader, baby, just to know what's going on. You don't need no crystal ball sugar. Can't you see my love is strong?
3: Wow. Wow. Relax, Gene.
0: From Kiss.
3: Exactly. All
0: right. We're gonna fucking get that out of our system because I cannot do that for fucking the remaining of our show.
3: I can. Oh, I God. can. All
0: right. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you.
3: Kiss Army. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is gonna end up being a long one, but guess what? Nobody else has anything to do because we're all stuck in our houses. So everybody enjoy, be safe. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Zeus, thanks, buddy.
0: Yep. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.